0: LETTER THIRTY OF YOUNG AMERICANS ABROAD, OR VACATION IN EUROPE, TRAVELS IN ENGLAND, FRANCE, HOLLAND, BELGIUM, PRUSSIA, AND SWITZERLAND. EDITED BY J. O. CHOOLS. READ FOR LIBRIVOX.ORG INTO THE PUBLIC DOMAIN. LETTER THIRTY. PARIS. DEAR CHARLIE, YESTERDAY WE WENT TO THE Cirque IN THE Champs Elysees. IS A VERY LARGE BUILDING, WITH SIXTEEN SIZE, AND BEHIND IS ANOTHER SPACIOUS ONE FOR THE HORSES. The intention of the builder was to represent a Moorish hall, and the pillars of iron are, with the panellings of the walls, gilt and frescoed. The roof is very elegant, and the largest chandelier in Paris is in the center, blazing with I cannot tell you how many gas-lights. The circus will accommodate about six or seven thousand people, and when we were there it was very nearly full. We paid two francs each, and had the best seats. The performances were very good, and some quite beyond anything I had before seen. There was one feat that was really great. They placed planks upon supporters, from the center of the circus up to the edge of the gallery, making an angle of about fifty feet. Well, Charlie, a fellow walked in with a ball, about three-quarters of a yard in diameter, and on this ball he trotted about on the ground for perhaps two minutes. Then he marches it to the foot of his plank— still standing on it, and up he goes, yes, he totes and coaxes the ball under his feet, up, up, till at last he stands on it in the gallery, and then did not the place ring again with applause. But then it is not over, for down he comes the self same way, and that is the tug of war, but he did it. This he did backwards also each way." I never saw anything before that would equal this, and I want to see him do it again before we leave Paris. The horsemanship was very good. But there was one fellow who threw himself into the very oddest attitudes you can fancy. He looked, as he moved about on the earth, like anything but human. We were all much amused with the audience. Entire families were there. You could see parties coming in where there was no mistake about grandfather and grandmother, father, mother, and all the children. It seems that all classes here have a taste for amusement, and pursue it with much earnestness. The audience behaved very well. Everything was quiet. I noticed a great many well-dressed women who carried round crickets to the ladies, for their feet, and for this they got a few sous. As we returned we found, in the grounds through which we walked, scores of establishments for juvenile amusement, stalls where there are exhibitions of moving figures, and at which you may shoot with bow and arrow by paying a small price. Not far from the Cirque we met with an outdoor concert, in a very tasty garden, the performers all occupying a fine orchestra. The audience were seated at tables in the garden, taking ice-cream, lemonade, coffee, etc. Now and then one of the singers would pass round and take up a collection. This day we went to the Hippodrome, which is a very large enclosure, nearly opposite the Triumphal Arch. This is no less than three hundred and eighty feet in diameter, and will seat all of ten thousand persons, who are under shelter, but the coarse ground is open to the heavens. This place is open from three to five during the warm weather, and is under the same management as the Cirque. Our great object in coming was to see the ball-feet again, and also the skirmishes of some twenty Arabs who are here exhibiting their tactics. I never saw a more reckless, savage-looking set of fellows than they were. Only one looked like a venerable Arab. He did look patriarchal. They had several sham attacks, and rode about shooting helter-skelter, looking as if they would enjoy the real thing much better. These fellows are said to be some of the Algerine captives brought over by the French. Our friend Mr. Hodgson, who lived so long in Turkey and speaks Arabic, talked with them, much to their surprise. We have determined to leave Paris this week, and commence our journey through Belgium, Holland, go up the Rhine, and take Switzerland on our return to Paris, and perhaps we may leave to-morrow. I ought not to omit saying that we have had a very pleasant Sunday in our own parlour here, We did not feel much like going to the French church that morning, and the doctor invited the Rev. Dr. Murray, Dr. Chetwood, Rev. Mr. Darling, Judge Darling, Rev. Mr. Hovey, Mr. King, and some other friends to join us, and have a religious meeting. It was a very interesting one, too. Dr. Murray spoke about the state of France, the need the French had of our Sunday, and how they could not be a free and happy people, and get along without soldiers, till they had it. All the ministers took part, and I shall not very soon forget that day, and then I think we all thought a good deal about home, as each minister talked and prayed for our families. Our next letters will, I suppose, be from Brussels. Yours, etc., George. End of Letter 30. Read by Sibella Denton. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information, please visit LibriVox.org.